Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. Hey everybody, thanks for coming back. And if you are a first-time listener, welcome. Today we have a nice little topic for you called There's No Magic Pill. Our idea behind that is... You can have, you know, very similar problems in your marriages, but the solutions for them might look very different. So we're going to hash that out, bring up an example and, uh, you know, just talk about how we might be able to come to a solution in different ways. Yeah, and we'd love to connect with you um, through social media. So if you just search us, Searching Marriages Tougher on uh, Facebook and Instagram and even YouTube. If you're watching the podcast, to see our, if you're watching, if you're listening to the podcast to see our face. If you're watching us on YouTube and you want to just hear the episode, you can search "Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips" anywhere you find your podcast. Uh, if you would like to be a guest, um, hit us up at marriageistougher.com. We have a form at the bottom of the uh, at the page, and you can just fill out, and we'll reach out to you and see if we can have a discussion. Also, if you need to check out all the episodes, they're listed there as well. So let's uh, get into the show. Yeah. So there's no magic pill, man. I I feel like we want to I, we want there to be a magic pill, right? We want a shortcut. We want someone to just tell us to do this, and everything will be okay. <laughs> uh, absolutely. The funny thing is there. Has been no magic pill since the beginning of time. <laughs> so, since the beginning of good marriage, there has been no magic pill. Yeah, yeah, and we uh, we often find ourselves running into the same problems, right? Uh, or similar problems, I guess, is the best way to put it. But as similar as they may seem, the the backgrounds to these problems, the scenarios that get us into these problems could be wildly different, right? So you can't really just look at your result and think that the solution is going to be the same for, for every marriage, right? And in your opinion, why do you think that is? Because I know that we are all human. <laughs> and we are where we are today are the product of the experiences that we've gone through as well as the choices that we've made. And with those choices, you have consequences and or uh, baggage, you know, or freedom, depending on what those choices were and how you feel about them. Um so bringing all that with one person and then bringing two people together to look at the same issue or problem area or, you know, something that needs a solution there, like you said, things can be similar, but there's definitely intricacies and variety and how you can get to certain spaces. Yeah. And I think the one thing we, talk about mostly on this podcast is communication, right? We admit 
fully that we both have communication issues that we're trying to tackle. And even with how similar we are, you know, our communication issues probably originate from different areas, right? Which mm-hmm. just about automatically mean like we're going to have different solutions to our communication issues. And so it's it's not cookie cutter. It's not one size fits all, right? For me, my wife and I have just started uh, marriage counseling and there were some things pointed out to me that uh, I don't know how to say this, uh, that I, I guess I didn't necessarily knew ran as deep as it did. Mm. Right. Um, yeah. And just to be blatant about it. It's me asking for help. Right. I, I get stuck when I feel like I need to ask for something because I just hate that feeling of having to ask and I feel, and it might come out that it's different, I feel that the root of that is most of my life I've had to be like the man of the house or an adult, right? And that's that goes back to well before I was an adult, <laughs> well mm-hmm. before I should have been asked to be an adult. Um, but I, I often didn't have a lot of help. And maybe it was just I didn't learn the skill to ask for help, right? And so now I'm in my marriage, and it's just like, yeah, I I don't necessarily know how to do that. I don't want to do that. It makes me uncomfortable. But then I also have this expectation that if you see me flailing, you should help. (laughs) (laughs) So hop two. (laughs) Man, that's... I never thought of it, but he said, I never, like, asking for help is a skill, Mm. especially in your marriage, figuring out how to communicate that you need help in a verbal way is important. Um, Or if you and your spouse decide on nonverbal cues, that could work, too. But it's still, how do you communicate that? How do you and your wife decide what asking for help looks like for each of you? Because it's all perspective, right? You may feel like you're flailing, but the outsides, like, because that might be an internal feeling. (laughs) It might not be what you're projecting. What you might be putting out is calm, collected, you got this. So... And even if you talk about, even if you talk about with your spouse, like, you know, they may see you might be off, but they might not know what it is, or they may be dealing with something themselves that like they can't at that time go fishing for what the issue is. So like just being able to blatantly communicate leaves all um, subjection out of the way. It's no, this is what it is. Objectively speaking, I need help on this. Not like, does he need help with this? Or is this, or is he just having a bad day? Or did the kid say something? Did I say something? Like, no, like I'm struggling because of this and this is what I need help in. Right? If you just come out and say that, that is much different than 
leaving someone to cue picking. And I only say that because I am that person that does not ask. I am I am actively working with the therapist to be better at that. <laughs> but um but it is a skill that either I didn't learn, I didn't want to learn, didn't think I didn't have value to me to learn. Um but now as I'm 40 plus, I'm realizing I need to ask for help <laughs> from everyone. Yeah. And so Here's the funny thing, right? and if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that I do this. I tend to relate the business world or my business experience to marriage, right? Or you know, compare or contrast the two. So I go back and I think about my work experience and how often I've asked for help, right? But then I start thinking about it a little bit deeper. And there's a lot of times where me asking for help looks more like delegation, which I can't necessarily do in my marriage, right? Because we're supposed to be equals, Mm -hmm. right? You delegate to a subordinate. All right, so now I don't feel comfortable doing that. Okay, well, I've also asked for help from my superiors. Okay, can you help me find this information? Can you, you know, help me develop into a better leader? Whatever that may look like, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if I look at that a little bit deeper, I do that knowing that it will help me in the long run, right? It shows them that I'm willing to learn. It shows them that I am wanting to better myself. And it sets me up professionally for advancement. If I take that back to my marriage, If I could get over that hump and ask my wife for help in certain areas, right, wanting to be better, wanting to advance our marriage, I think it could have a similar effect. For some reason, though, I'm not there yet. Now, we have started this podcast, so she sees that I'm working on things. We're now in counseling, so she sees that I'm wanting to be better. I I don't know so much, though, why it's taking me to a third party to get the skills, I guess, to learn how to ask her specifically for things that I know I need help with. Yeah, that's interesting, but I'm wondering, does it matter in the end? Hmm. Does the why matter in the end? Or is it the figuring out the the way to ask for help and how to do that consistently? Um, because we can get caught in the why and totally spend too much energy 
now that we've established that we need to ask for help, how can we do that more specific, more um, consistently? And maybe that's just me, you know, seeing the the end, getting to the end goal quicker, which is consistently asking for help, which is definitely going to just expand our marriages and take that take that to the next step. So uh, now that we, because it took us too long to get here. So right, like, right. I mean, I guess the why can happen another day after we've tackled consistently, <laughs> consistently asking for help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it's a good question. I mean, it's a solid question to have. But for me, I'm like, let's focus on becoming better help askers. Yeah. I, and I guess for me, I'm always wanting to know the why because it, for me, helps prevent reoccurrence. Mm. Right. But I I like you pointing that out, though, because as soon as you said it, I was like, yeah, I I easily get stuck in why far too often. Uh, but again, you know, for me, knowing the why is like part of the process. I think now that I'm just giving it a chance to mull around my brain, the why will come out as different situations come up and the struggle for asking help is presented. Like the why we struggle to ask for help there will be a commonality to why we haven't asked for help. Does that make sense? I think as we continue to tackle the smaller situations, then it'll be like, okay, why did it, why did it take me so long to ask for help? Mm-hmm. And each time you ask that, there will be a common theme, and that will probably end up pointing to the ultimate why it took us so long to get here. Yeah, that that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm good on that. <laughs> you know, and I and I guess basically that's what we're doing at the moment, right? We're working through, and the why will expose itself. But all right. I can live. I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> At least for now, in this moment, till you have a quiet time to yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna regress to three years old and be like, "Why? But why?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, it gets a lot of answers and a lot of progression. Growing from three to four, that's a lot of growth that happens. <laughs> yes, so, sir. <laughs> all those whys are important. Wow, we just tanted it real hard. That's okay. Um, (laughs) But why? Uh, We also wanted to talk about how our wives receive communication. Um, Why is that so important? Because you have to, it's imperative to know how she does receive communication so that you can understand her reactions um, and so to not take them personally, if you are um, giving her giving her communication that she doesn't receive well, right? Uh, the form of communication, mm-hmm. right? If she is, you know, if she has trauma behind raised voices, for you to come in, you know, raised voices and 
even if you're just passionate, like that could not be received well, you know, but if her family is a family of passionate debaters, then um, she's all for it, you know, and she leans in and she likes that, right? But if she's, you know, would rather take the quiet approach, not not nothing that anyone would think is an argument, and, you know, you have your points written down and she gives you space to give the points and she responds to the points, that may be a way to communicate. So it all depends on, it's knowing that helps stay focused on the the area or the issue and not tangent off to how you spoke to her or whatever um, so that that you're not sidetracked by anything else. You're able to stay focused on the issue that needs to be chatted about. That's good. I've definitely struggled in this area. Um, well, it's actually gone both ways. And, you know, I've let my wife know she uh, can very easily trigger me by raising her voice. Um, part of that is I try so hard to uh, not raise my voice. And, you know, there's certain things I do that gets her to a point where she's like just trying to get a reaction out of me. And then, you know, which I think I've mentioned before, but, you know, she she does what she needs to do to get the ball moving, right? Because I've been in areas where I just get stuck and can't communicate or I just get quiet while I am processing but don't communicate, that's what I'm doing, mm. right? Um, or I may have in the past – ended a conversation in my mind, but also not have communicated that, <laughs> right? Been there. Right, and so like none of these things are fair. Um, and maybe that's a little bit off topic, but <laughs> um, I know that all she wants me to do is give her some sort of communication. So once I get over that barrier, right, and I start communicating, I have to keep in mind is what you're saying that if I don't communicate the right way, my intent could be taken the wrong way. Correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess what advice for for someone who is just recently getting into a space where they can regular regularly communicate what they're feeling, what's going on in their head, right? What advice would you give them to figure out how it is that they need to speak to their wife to you know to I make like it, the the best or fastest progression? Yeah, I think, and it's one of the things we probably talked about before is having a conversation about having a conversation, right? <laughs> and what I mean is when there isn't a problem or an issue and a solution needed, say, come, you know, present to your wife, hey, come to a, as you can see, I'm kind of growing in my communication, I'm trying to take this to another level with us. 
you know, when we have a debate, an argument, or an issue that we need to solve, like, how would you like to be spoken to? You know, um, what is what is a way that I can communicate to you that you can hear what I'm trying to present or what I'm trying to say and not be sidetracked with the way that I'm presenting it? Mm-hmm. You know, just how do you want to be spoken to? Do you, do you care if I'm demonstrative? Do you care if I'm, you know, my voice is raised or do you prefer it not be, right? Would you like, is there a certain time of day that's better? You know, mm. kind of walk through those things. Um, you know, should we set up just one time a week where we just have 15, 20 minutes to bring any issues and we know that that's where that is and we can bring it to that space. So we're mentally prepared to receive and give feedback. So I think those are a couple of things we could do. Yeah, that the time of day consideration isn't something that would have crossed my mind. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, because thinking about it now, right? There's, <laughs> like you say often, like read the room, right? <laughs> you know, like I have an issue, but you know, as I'm getting ready to leave for work, and she's trying to manage three kids, get one out to school, like that's not. That's probably not the right time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I'm. Oh, by the way, I'm the gonna, worst I'm gonna, time. I'm gonna communicate this and this. Just let you stew on it all day. Yeah, gotta go I'm to work. Drop this. Peace. I'm gonna drop this time to <laughs> grenade, and let you see it and see that the time is clicking. But I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have time to explain it. This, this is my problem. Gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I see that. Okay. All right, I'll make a note. <laughs> well. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, the only thing on that I would say is don't overthink that space. Cause for me, it's a, I try to find the perfect time and then end up never bringing it up. Mm-hmm. So that could be a cop out or a reason you could, you could, you know, validate why you don't bring it up. Cause, Oh, it's not the right time. Like, so you have to make time. Even if it's just, hey, um, really like to talk to you later today when you get a chance. If that works, that's fine. But for my wife, it's like, what is it concerning? So that she's ready and can um, commit the proper headspace for that time. So you don't have to go into what it is, but it could be, hey, just want to talk about, you know, make a decision about where we're going to (laughs) eat. Right? So you already know, like what a little bit about what's going on and that way you don't have to you can share what's happening and again you can come up with your spouse on what even that looks like what even that text or that conversation looks like how much is needed to give without the whole without leaving it as a stew over moment but knowing hey we're going to talk about something that needs both of our attentions That's my last point. All right. <laughs> you just had me thinking about the the chain reaction effect, right? How something starts off so small, something just uncommunicated, right? Turns in like, sorry, the example you gave of just deciding somewhere to eat, right? 
if it doesn't get communicated, it doesn't get done, then someone gets mad and they don't communicate that they're mad about it. Then the other person sees that the other person's mad. <laughs> and now everybody's mad. And then just, it just keeps building until you have a mm-hmm. conversation about whatever it was. But it all started over. I wanted you to decide where to eat and you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. Anyway, we were all over the place on this episode. So we, I don't know. We hope you kept up with it. <laughs> but Oh, uh, one thing. Sorry. Uh, you know, just staying true to where this episode is. Um, it also, bringing this back around to difference in communication with each other, um, the level of trust that you've built in your relationship matters as well when communicating issues. So if if you trust that your spouse will come a certain way because they've presented it, um, that helps with communication. Or if you trust, if she trusts that you're going to get done what you say you're going to get done, that is, uh, goes a long way to solving issues and solving problems. If you have not been that consistent, you have to, you have to in yourself know that you haven't been that consistent. Be self-aware and know that she may react a certain way because you have been inconsistent. Um, but assure her that you're making strides toward consistency in whatever area that is. It's a solid way to end it. So we would like to invite you to um, engage with us on our social medias. Uh, searching Marriage is Tougher through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. <laughs> you can find us at marriagestougher.com as well if you'd like to be a guest. Fill out a short form at the bottom of the page. Um, you know, if you want to continue the conversation for any of the topics that you've heard, you can do that mostly on Instagram. That'd be the easiest place, but we want to hear from you. So, you know, be a part of the community, contribute, let us know what you want to talk about. Let us know what you want to hear and we will provide. See ya. Thanks for listening. If you got any value out of this episode, we'd like to invite you to rate, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platform. If you would like to be a guest or want to have your questions answered, hit us up on our website, marriageistougher.com, or follow us on Facebook, searching Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips. Thanks again. This is Paul. And this is Brian. We will talk to you next time.